Hello and welcome to another episode of The Messed Up Gardener. My name is Esther Ake and I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. I'm fairly certain I mentioned this in last week's episode, but at the beginning of the month I hurt my butt cheek quite badly, which has absolutely limited my mobility, not to mention my broken hand, which has been nothing but a nuisance. I had so many big plans for the spring, including my bees, but the universe has had other ideas. One of my biggest tasks this week was I'm I was absolutely determined to change out my bean trellises. I have had a number of bamboo trellises along the back end of my garden for a number of years now, and with the weather being so terrible last season, I didn't get an opportunity to change out the rotting bamboo. And with my beans starting to sprout again, I know that I had a small window to replace these trellises. I already had the chicken wire roll sitting there, so it was just a matter of measuring out and cutting to length. The trellises are supported by a number of stakes which are permanently positioned in the ground already, so the task technically wasn't anywhere near as labour-intensive as it would have been if I was starting from scratch. But because of my injury, everything took 10 times as long, something that would have taken me normally not 15 minutes before my backside injury, now literally took me all fucking day and I was absolutely and completely exhausted at the end of the task. The problem is I know that had I not done it properly, I wouldn't have been able to implement, you know, sorry, interplant my cucumbers and the seedlings I've had sitting here for a while waiting to go into the soil would have just been wasted. Not to mention I rely heavily on the supply of cucumbers out of my garden as part of our staple in my daughters and my food planning for the week. In summer, they make great additions to her lunchbox and mine, so a big part of getting this task done was rather than just going out there and trying to wing it, I had to sit down and work out a system that was going to work around my injury, and a big part of that was deciding on the steps to get the job done. I have four trellis areas that I had to complete and I made the decision to do it one at a time so if I got completely and utterly exhausted at least I wouldn't have been left with a big giant mess to clean up and sitting there in the grass being a nuisance when having to go mow next. So part of the planning I did to start off with was I was putting a list together of all the tools and materials I needed to get the job done then obviously working out where everything was and getting organised. I didn't have any cable ties to tie the wire netting to the stakes, but I did have some leftover electric fencing wire that I ended up chopping up um, enough pre-wire sort of, you know, networking so that I wouldn't have to keep moving around organising each individual piece while I was completing the task. I ended up working in a raised area where I would not be putting pressure on my back side securing the netting to the right length and once I had everything ready to go I put myself in a position where I wasn't endangering myself or putting any extra risk on further injuring myself. So with all the pre-planning I managed to spend the day quietly pottering through the task and I feel like I really achieved something. Now prior to being injured I would have done it without getting 
well, everything ready. I would have just ripped it apart and put it back together without hesitation and it would have been done in an hour or so. Now, I think I did an even better job because I put that time and energy into planning it out strategically and methodically. It may have taken longer, but I still got it done. And the cucumbers are in the ground with their little tentacles already clutching on to the first part of the wire netting. So I feel like I really did accomplish something positive and still being able to, you know, very staunchly provide a potential crop for my daughter's lunchbox. We all know that gardening can be a therapeutic and rewarding experience, but it can be challenging if you have a back injury, for example, or any other injury for that matter. And my experience with my rotten trellis is, has this week reinforced how important it is to look after yourself while you're gardening. So I decided to dedicate this episode to a few low maintenance gardening techniques that you can utilize to continue to be self-sufficient and produce your crops even while injured. So here are a number of these techniques to consider. Something I have in my gardens which has always made my life so much easier already and that is utilizing raised beds. So raised beds are uh, you know, a great way to reduce the need to bend over and limit the amount of strain on your back. When you plan your plantings, it's important to assess the width of your raised beds. For me, I use my arm length as a guide. If I can reach into the garden without having to overstretch to meet the middle of the garden, then it's the perfect width for me. And having access all the way around a raised bed is always a winner. If the garden beds are wider, then find alternative tool options that you can utilize to not overstretch the body. Another low maintenance way to work the garden with an injury is to utilize container gardening. Container gardening allows you to grow plants in pots, which can be placed in a location that is easy to access. I have a patch of pot plants that sit raised off the ground that are the perfect height to weed while sitting in a chair next to them. And putting in plants like capsicums and tomatoes are a great way to still crop, even if you're injured. And the next is vertical gardening. So vertical gardening involves growing plants on trellises, walls or fence lines. This technique can save space and reduce the need to bend over. You can also have planter sets that you can grow on fences and they make fabulous herb gardens. So if you are still mobile enough to walk but struggle to bend down or squat, then vertical gardens are absolutely worth investing your time into. There are some amazing hydroponic vertical gardens out there that can take up very little room and still produce a huge amount of produce which will absolutely still give you that independence and produce enough food for your you know for your family the next low maintenance item I want to discuss especially with a back injury is where standing for any length of time can be exceptionally painful and they you know just oh look at developing a strategy and that is to place drip irrigation. So drip irrigation is a low maintenance watering technique that can save water and reduce the need to bend over to water plants. Also, you can manage these on timers. So if you water, say, in the evening when you're least likely to go walking around your garden by that morning, it will be nice and dry around your area and you're you know, irrigating uh, basically by irrigating, you're decreasing the chances of slip risk around your gardens. Also, you can manage how much water you are putting onto your produce as well. There is nothing 
worse than re-injuring yourself because of your gardening environment. If you can avoid it, then there is, of course, my favourite, and that is mulching. Mulching can help to reduce the growth of weeds, retain moisture in the soil, and reduce the need to bend over to weed. I mean, weeding is something that I used to take literally a lot of pleasure from because I could just get into that zone of working with the soil, enjoying the sunshine. It really used to also give me an indication of what my soil health was like and what my garden was doing for me. So weeding was multi-purpose. It wasn't just about removing competition plants from my desirable plants, but it was giving me that overall feeling of my garden health and often I would be able to pick up if there were deficiencies in my gardening environment. But with my injury, weeding can be very painful and time-consuming. So the option is to mulch. Weed suppression and not having to bend is such a winner in my book right now. And of course, not having to water so much, again, puts less pressure on your body and your watering bill. I did an entire episode on this next low-maintenance integration into my garden, and that is to utilise companion planting. Companion planting involves growing plants that support each other's growth and reduce the need for pesticides and herbicides. There is nothing worse than having to deal with pests in your garden. And if you can encourage beneficial insects to eat the nasties, and I'm not having to go out there and spray insecticides, which can be quite painful on your back as well. If you're lugging around, say, a big giant sprayer, then I'm all for it. Not to mention that companion planting can assist with increasing crops, for example, growing your basils with your tomato plants or growing marigolds that naturally repel aphids and other nasties. Marigolds do, however, attract beneficial insects such as bees, which is another great, you know, great addition to your garden for pollination purposes and another great companion plant to have in your garden that will repel nasties is pyrethrum a really cute little daisy flower with lime green leaves that makes a really lovely show which I'm talking about the pyrethrum here on their own so even growing them in pots and moving them around the garden where you have at-risk crops can work really well too. Again, just be mindful of how you lift those pots with a injured back. And then there is obviously fruit and vegetables that are, you know, your perennial plants. And perennial plants require less maintenance than annual plants because they come back year after year. My scarlet runner beans come back year after year, which again reduces the need to work the soil and set seed. They take the guesswork out of the soil too because they will only start regrowing when the soil temperatures or growing environments are just perfect. The next, it makes total sense, and that is to grow easy-to-grow crops. Some crops are easier to grow than others, such as tomatoes, peppers, and herbs, although tomatoes are a matter of debate because they can require quite a bit of tending too, but again, if you choose the right variety that requires less maintenance, like the Russian red, then you can still grow your own tomatoes, even if you have an injury, in, in this case, a butt cheek injury. <laughs> now the next one is really the one that gives you a heap of freedom in the garden, especially with a bad back, and that is to use garden tools with long handles. Use garden tools with long handles to reduce the need to bend over. Make sure that the handles are not brittle because you don't need to add splinters to an already crappy situation. If you don't have long handled tools already, make sure you spend the money and get some really good quality trade tools. They will last you a whole lot longer than some other cheaper nasties and they tend to be a lot more robust too. And what you can do with them 
you know, there is nothing worse than using a spade and it bends the minute you hit some hard clay or something. Now, this next one is an absolute must. If you are slightly incapacitated like myself, or quite incapacitated like myself, and that is to use garden stools or chairs. Use a garden stool or a chair to sit while gardening, which can reduce the strain on your back. One of my best friends bought me probably my most favorite tool of all in the garden, other than my nawashi, of course, and that is a all-in-one seat and bucket. So it has an opening at the front, and you can sit on it and put your weeds and things in there, and it's really lightweight plastic, so easy to maneuver around and it has been an absolute I want to say godsend because I've been able to still do a light amount of weeding while sitting not having to drag around extra buckets or anything as it's a one foot all kind of stool in saying that I do struggle to sit so it is literally a couple of minutes at a time before I have to get around and move my body to get rid of the pins and needles in one of my legs as you can imagine sitting down with a sore butt cheek is not everybody's cup of tea. So by utilizing these low maintenance garden techniques, you can continue to produce your crops while limiting the strain on your back and maintaining your mobility. I apologize, this week's episode is a bit of a short one and funnily enough, mostly again because my backside is really in pain and I'm definitely ready to go and find some serious painkillers. I hope that this particular episode on developing low-maintenance gardening options while dealing with an injury was helpful. If you do have any gardening questions, please do reach out. I'm going to keep compiling a list, and every now and again, I'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions, or I will throw it into my quick and messies. Every week, I mention this and don't be shy. Let me know if you are needing some private coaching, no matter what level from beginner to experience, reach out and let's have a chat. I have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available. Sometimes it really is easier to accomplish a task or a project, having a gardening mentor and quietly holding you accountable to whatever tasks you set. Flick me a DM or email me and let's check to see how we can work together. My contact details, as always, are in the show notes. Don't forget to email me or DM me for any one of my gardening freebies. And as always, I say gardening can happen in any space and in any any place and on any budget. Have an incredibly abundant week and I will buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at the Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood, or a general plant growing and selling business, let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container. Having helped my clients grow several six-figure-plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. If you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Buzz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.